Comedian George Carlin once said, Have you ever noticed that anyone driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone driving faster than you is a maniac? <laughs> I think the only time we are accurately self-conscious when we're driving is when we're just learning. In today's episode, number 27, I talk with Sandy about learning to drive. Her legacy writing is called One Way to Learn to Drive. We talk about how glass packs were used to make a car sound cool. She remembers the trouble she got into the first and last time she was allowed to use the family car. And we talk about how her boyfriend, future husband, foolishly introduced her to the skill of driving. Welcome. This is the Sidetracked Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hey, Mom. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm just great. Great. <laughs> So we are um, working on learning to drive this week, and um, you had fun writing about this one, didn't you? Yeah, I had lots of it, lots of experiences being taught how to drive <laughs> by my my husband. That does not sound like a marriage made in heaven. Um, yeah. That sounds um, like a way to quickly kill a relationship. Actually, we weren't married at the time, and and it sounded like fun at the time until I got my license. <laughs> all bets were off you got that right yeah okay well let's hear it learning to drive what did you call yours um one way to learn to drive okay okay one way to learn to drive is just do it what i mean by that is the following i was 15 not even old enough to have a driver's license if you can remember way back to 1959 or so, I was sitting close to my boyfriend, now husband, also known as Art. You see, in those days, there was no console to separate the seats. We were in the country, him driving with his arm around my shoulders and me, of course, snuggling up close to him, as was the usual position for a boyfriend and girlfriend. He was handling the gas, I was to handle the steering. Now, I had never driven an automobile of any kind in my entire life. We were in the country, came upon a car, and he said, pass that car. Yeah, right, I said, I can't do that. At which time he stepped on the gas, making me have to pull out and drive around the car in front so as to prevent us running into the back end of the other car. 
Well, not knowing what to do, I passed the car and proceeded to turn in immediately, causing a slight fender bender. I would have liked to hear how Art got out of that one, but somehow he managed. That was a really stupid move and could have ended a whole lot worse. I learned to drive in a 1957 Plymouth, black in color with white leather seats. It had large fins off the back and push button controls, a real classy vehicle if I do say so myself. I was told by Art as I was using his car that I had to take my test when I reached 16 as soon as possible. He wanted to put glass packs on the car and he had to wait until I took my test to do this as I believe they were illegal. <laughs> Another experience of driving when I didn't know what I was doing was when I turned into the alleyway behind the Front Street stores in Beaverdam. Unfortunately, I stepped on the gas instead of braking. As the back of the stores went flying before my eyes, I miraculously managed to not hit a thing and actually came to a safe stop. Art had a few choice words to say about that near tragedy. When I got my license, Art became my father. By this, I mean that he now had the nerve <laughs> to put restrictions on me when I drove his car, which was the only car made available to me. He said I could only have one other person in the car with me, He need, and he needed to know where I was going and when I would return. You get the idea. Then, since I was to be trusted, not, I was not allowed to use the family car. This family car was kept in the garage as my dad had a company car, which he drove. I was told to wash the car, but it had to stay in the garage. Well, that wasn't going to happen. For one reason, we had a really tiny one-car garage and washing it would be rather difficult. Also, he didn't want me to have the opportunity to take his precious car for a spin. So after taking the car out of the garage and scraping the whole right side, I nicely put the car back into the garage and washed it. Many days later, my dad said I should come out and see what he got on said family car when he was at the tower parking lot. I never confessed. <laughs> the one and only time I was ever given use of the family car was on my 18th birthday. I was supposed to take a few friends to the outdoor theater. Well, I got sidetracked and ended up going to a beer party that was held in a field in the country. I was busted and never got to use that car or any other car that we had in the future. Since I'm now a responsible adult and knocking on wood have never had an accident, so far, I have only been blessed with an invitation to the policeman's ball, as Art phrased it, <laughs> one speeding ticket while en route to paralegal school in Milwaukee. I consider myself a good driver. My beginning was pretty shaky, but I feel I have definitely improved since then. <laughs> oh, it gives a uh, child a whole new perspective on their mother. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. so you know something that i don't have any experience with is that whole idea of glass packs it's to make the car sound really loud and and go boom 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 boom, boom you know when you hear cars go like that don't you just take off the muffler or the muffler falls off and then your car sounds mm -hmm. like that no um i'm not an expert but i believe if you take the muffler, the muffler off all you get is a roar this is a boom 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 <laughs> You know, it's more of a rumble. Yeah. And that's cool. That was cool. And it was also illegal. Well, it was. Yes, it was. It was, you know, because it's a noise factor. It's disturbing the peace. Oh, my goodness. So did so, he end up putting glass packs on his oh, car? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now wasn't there something about 
when he, I, I thought he had glass packs because I'm, I'm remembering a story of when like your first date, grandpa thought you were dating, going to be going on a date with one guy and dad showed up instead, Art, and he had glass packs on his car then, didn't he? Isn't no, he had just put a new engine in the car. And so it, it did not have a muffler on it. And, ah, okay. and he, he came screaming up the driveway and um, yeah. And I said to my older sister that it, I, I don't want to go. And she said, well, go tell him you don't want to go. And I thought, yeah, right. <laughs> but I went, I mean, it, it sounded scary. I had, he was the first guy I really da dated. No, that's not true. I was going to say that I had a car. No, that's not true. But he was the only one that had a loud car. <laughs> 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 and it was, <laughs> it was not impressive to grandpa for you to be picked up with a boyfriend with a loud car he didn't even comment on the car he's more concerned about the driver and he was he was introduced to my dad as the careful driver because he was supposed to be driving us you know mm. not knowing that he was actually my date oh okay so he, was, he was a blind date for me mm. <laughs> so you also said, um, so in terms of responsibility, you were, um, you were not the most responsible car person, were you now? Yeah. So I wonder why my dad, Art, was worried about you taking his car. You had not shown yourself to be um, above. Well, you see, when you when you go with someone, you're kind of like a partner in crime, but all of a sudden he became superior acting. And <laughs> like I said, he became my father. And it's like, that didn't bode well with me. You no, know? no, uh, it didn't. No, it's like, who are you? And who are you to tell me what to do? But I was driving his car. So he had, and of course, you think I followed his directions? No, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> I can't imagine that that would have been beneficial for your relationship. Yet you ended up marrying him. So <laughs> kind of a, a crazy situation there. Oh, I never said it was a, a smooth sailing situation. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Yeah. So speaking of smooth sailing um, situations, the beer party that you referred to is another story. Right. Okay, so start at the beginning. Tell us about the beer party. Well, you really want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a good well. one. We were at, it's called Ward's Dairy Bar, and um, we were all going uh, to, it was my 18th birthday, and we were going to have an overnight at my house, and um, we were going to go to the outdoor and then go to my house and have an overnight, and um, we were at Ward's Dairy Bar to start out the evening, and Art, who we had broke, I had broken up with at that time, came driving up with his big black Plymouth and two more girls in the car. Well, that really got me upset. So when it was suggested that there's a beer party being held, I, I was all for it. And um, so we went to the beer party. And hey, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so you were driving? Absolutely. My dad's oh. family car. And the, the one there, and only time I got it. Were there restrictions or regulations or expectations when you took the family car? Well, I'm sure there were like to take the girls to the outdoor and come home, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, we didn't quite do that. <laughs> we went to the beer party because that sounded like 
yeah, we can do that. And besides that, I just saw art with another girl and I'm, I'm up for anything. Okay. So we mm-hmm. went, we went to the beer party. And where was the beer party? Well, it was in a field between here and Fox Lake. In a field? In a field. Way, way deep in a field. In a I field. Okay. Um, it probably was someone's farm. I have no idea. In a cornfield? Yeah. In I a cornfield in June. Uh, so this was your no, birthday? This was your birthday. So your birthday 18th, is at the end of June. My 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a cornfield. Well, I don't know. There was a cor- I mean, there were fields. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I don't remember what kind of a field it was. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that-, that would have been too good for the corn. I just know that there were no, I mean, it was flat. So we were sitting on, I don't know what, it was, it was dark. It was flat. It was in a field. <laughs> and, and we had blankets all around and we're, everybody was running around drinking beer. And I. Was it like a bonfire or something? Or you're just in the middle of a field? We're just in the middle of a field. Everybody is drinking. Huh, okay. Except, except me, because I hate beer. And, um, you know, there were lots and lots of kids there. And um, all of a sudden, one of my girlfriends that was going to sleep overnight came with her boyfriend. And because evidently they got wind that we, because she was going to stay at my house too. And somehow she got wind that I was, you know, with, with the other girls at this beer party. So she came and came and found me quick and said that Art was bringing my father out to the beer party. <laughs> and, and how did he know that you were at the beer party well through talking to other kids i mean you know he must have seen other people and got wind that that there was a beer party going on and um first he, first he came out that was it first he came out and by himself and this, this was big this big plymouth came flying through the cornfield that was it and did a scan with his headlights i remember that and somebody said, who is that? And everybody, oh, that's Art. And then Art left. And then my girlfriend came and said, Sandy, Art's coming and he's bringing your dad. <laughs> and um, so um, another couple and a guy that I knew, um, the guy said I, he should drive because I was probably in no shape to drive, even though I had never drank a bit, not a drop. And so he drove and we're driving out of the cornfield. Um, and here comes Art, and I actually thought he would, I said, who's that, who's that man with him? He looks like he's a ball-headed man. It was my father. Oh, we got, I don't know if I want to share this. We got out <laughs> on the highway, and all of a sudden, those, those, those big fur fins came cutting us off the road, Ooh. and um, the guy who was driving my dad's car got pulled out of the car, and he and Art were fighting on Highway 33. <laughs> and my poor father has had nothing but daughters, not a violent person. And he's running around going, now, boys, now, boys, let's break it up. Let's break it up. Well, needless to say, we got into our respective cars, my dad and myself. And um, it was a very quiet ride home. My dad is a screamer. And um it's what's worse than a screamer is silence. <laughs> he was not a happy camper with me. So yeah, that was my 18th birthday. So I did not have a sleepover. Um, yeah, I was not, I was not the favorite child at that moment. So when you got home, 
did he talk to you? No, but oh. Art was there. Art came and and I was chewing gum. And I can remember him saying to my parents, see, I told you she'd be drinking if she was chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, then then um yeah, that was my night. And so what about and then Art said he, then Art said he went back out to the beer party and um he went back out to the beer party himself. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. And 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 what were the I mean everybody everybody was fine. Every no, you know. I thought he'd probably get beat up or something because that's what they did in those days. But um, no, he, everything was fine. Um, next day he came and he brought me a birthday present. Um, he, he, we had broke up at that time. He wanted to go out with other girls, but I couldn't go out with other guys. Hmm. <laughs> I can say we had, a very, we had a very strange courtship. <laughs> and so then you got back together again. He, he gave you a birthday present and everything was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. For a while, and then I'm sure that I'm sure something else happened. You know, we we break up and get to back together, and break up and get back together. Oh, sounds exhausting. <laughs> sounds absolutely exhausting. So that was your learning to drive. When you actually went for your driving test, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. It was snowing, and um, I actually had my neighbor mom's neighbor, um, Jenny Kruger, she took me to get my driver's test. Really? My and I passed Why? the first time because my dad was, he was working, he was a salesman I and mean, my mom didn't drive and um, she was volunteered. She was the only one available. And so we, I was so scared to take my test because you had to have a police officer with you or a, an officer with you. And so we drove around town for hours before I finally before we finally went to the motor vehicle department, and um, then I I took my test and I passed and everything was cool. So you didn't have to make like an appointment; you just showed up. You just showed up. Oh, okay. And but we we never had to take written tests, you know, like they do today, or yeah. Behind, we never had behind the wheel or anything like that. You just practiced and then went and were had a test. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We had to take, you know, the test for our temps, but then we drove until we felt comfortable that we could drive. And then we went and had some, you know, an officer drive us around to see if they were going to pass us or not. And you passed the first time. Yeah. Was that that rare or, I mean, were you. Was I a great driver? No. Um, was it rare? I don't know. Just it seemed that that at the time that you know how how do you know if that's true? The guys would say they didn't pass the first time because they were harder on the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls seemed to pass the first time. I don't know. <laughs> I just know I was scared out of my mind. And you passed. It. I mean, I was I was telling somebody today that you know I think the secret of passing. I mean, doing well on any test is that anxiety factor, you know, not being anxious and fearful and just, you know, chilling. That doesn't sound like you, though. And he made me park parallel park on the show hill, show house hill. 
That yeah. doesn't sound easy. That 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 hill is a rather steep area of town. Yeah. So um, I know how to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> and you passed. So I guess that that says it all. Yep. And um, once you passed, um, did you? So you said the only car that you had available to you was your boyfriend's car. Right. And he still put restrictions on you at the age of eight. Well, no, you weren't 18 yet. You were 16, 16 and a half. Right. He put restrictions on you about using right away. Absolutely right away. (laughs) Yeah. Did you use his car often? I can't imagine. I mean, I would have thought he would be using his car. I mean, he would work. He went to work. And yes, I used his car a lot. Because I don't know, I don't know why um, I didn't take it. I mean, yeah, I used it a lot because when he'd be at work, you know. So he, how did that, how did that work? I mean, how did you get the car? Did you walk to where he worked and pick up the car? What did you do? I don't remember. This was too many years ago. <laughs> I'm just, you know, today we're so used to everyone having their own vehicle. Right. I can't imagine how. I mean, I have a hard time understanding how that actually works i'm sure he would have come and got me i would have dropped him off at work and then i had the car but okay okay i used to walk back and forth to school so i'm you know i'm sure there were many times i didn't have a car and no Mm -hmm. i was not allowed the family car ever 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 just the one time (laughs) just the one time on your 18th birthday Mm -hmm. and we know what happened then and see i even had two years of experience yeah and then i yeah see if you if you would have let it wouldn't have been such a such a thrill to have a car and be free if i could have had it from the time i was 16 i mean i sat in the garage you know and he wouldn't it was my grandpa's car he wouldn't let me drive it um the the night before i was going to go get my tip my driver's license um my dad actually took me out one time and he made me drive him out in the country he wouldn't even let me drive in town. And I was going to go get my license the next day. <laughs> so, oh, I was the first one in the family to get my license. My older sister had taken the family car. Of course, she always got to do whatever she wanted, but she um, put it into a culvert. And so that was the end of her driving. So I suppose from her experience, he didn't couldn't imagine anybody else could drive his car, you know. So she never got her license. No, uh, huh. I don't, no, no, she didn't. No, she had it had she was going to go in a driveway on our back up, and she put it into a culvert. Huh. And I remember, <laughs> I remember um, me being upset because hearing my mom and dad talk, and they said that she said she was never coming home. <laughs> Because a girlfriend had taken her out driving. <laughs> and I can remember being really upset that she was never coming home again. <laughs> because she had put the car in the culvert. Uh-huh. Oh. Did damage to it. It did not go over big, yes. <laughs> Every family has traumas. <laughs> oh, so we're going you know, to end today's session with trauma. Great. <laughs> I think my life is trauma. <laughs> drama drama yes okay well let's wrap it up here mom love you love you too talk to you later bye bye and before we call it a wrap i just want to say that i would absolutely love to hear from you 
If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.